HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Hi, this is Joe Campanelli, the host of In the Drink. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. Today is Tuesday, March 17th, 2015. Today we're talking about cheese and beer pairings. We've got some beer and cheese experts in the house and Alex Foski from Fuchsian, which is an all beer from Germany. So we've got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to try out beer and cheese pairings and talk about that. Joel Shelton from Shelton Bros is here and uh, Chris George from Journey. And uh, Phoebe Connell, owner of Lois and the manager of ABC Beer Company. And Lauren McDowell, cheese rank editor-in-chief. So we've got a lot to cover. And it happens to also be St. Pat- Patrick's Day, which is kind of freaking me out. So uh, here we are. We're here. Thanks to our sponsor, uh, Union Beer Distributors, supplier of world-class ales and lagers. If you have questions for our guests today, you can tweet us at beer underscore sessions. Maggie will be tweeting live throughout the show. So guys, welcome to the show. First of all, Joel, Joel and Alex, you guys are in D.C. and you're, you're selling a, a, a German alt beer. What were you guys doing in D.C.? We were selling the German alt beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we, we launched the beer, Jimmy, uh, in America, first on Phil- in Philadelphia on Saturday, March 14th. And last night in D.C., we had a beer dinner, the first time they've poured the beer in D.C. ever. And tomorrow, in New York. All right. And where, where's the launch uh, in New York? It's at Spite and Dive on some little dive called Jimmy's 43. All right. It's a hole in the wall. You know. Yeah. That's great. I don't know why we ended up there, but and so Alex, so you, so what, what's it? it's it's Fuskin, Fuskin. It's Fuxian. Fuxian. Fuxian alt beer. Yep. It's uh, it's one of the oldest alt beers from Dusseldorf. It's uh, top fermented. It's delicious, poundable beer. Very very drinkable beer. So we're gonna get to drink that tonight. Yep. Yes, All right, and then the, the, the sub theme to the show, which is actually the real theme, it's it's beer and cheese show. And um, originally, Greg Blaze from Italy was going to come, but he he had to stay at work. So uh, Maggie called in the. I think we went up up on this one. I think we've got our real beer experts, <laughs> cheese experts. We got Phoebe Absolutely. Connell, owner of Lois and the manager at ABC Beer Company. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And Lauren McDowell of Cheese Rank, editor in chief. I'll say it again. And Chris George of uh, Cheese Journeys, and it's. 
beer, cheese tourism, right? Yeah. Kind of tourism. But also uh, meals you had dairy in England and uh, beer table as well in New York. So it's kind of a bit of everything kind right. of thing. So. Let's start. Why don't the three of you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing in the world of cheese, and then we'll get into cheese and beer. Uh, okay, so I'm Lauren. I'm the editor in cheese is the official title. <laughs> so clever <laughs> of a site called cheeserank.com. And the idea is that we take specialty cheese and deliver information about it to the masses to hopefully make it a little less scary because it's awesome. What were some of the first places you got to explore cheese? Uh, so I actually was at Murray's for quite a while and um, taught some West classes. West Village, there. right? Yes, in West the West Village. Village. Yes, so where many, many cheesemongers get their start. Um, and I was in the food studies program at NYU as well. So right. I got my food education that way. So if, if we're going to do a, a suggest to someone what a beer and cheese pairing would be, we want to start with the cheese. Yes. What would be three good cheeses to start a beer and cheese pairing with? So I always say, of course, it depends on the beer, um, but I would like to just pick three of my favorite cheeses, and then you can find beers to pair with those. So Cabot Cloth Bound, aged at Jasper Hill in Vermont, basically the perfect beer cheese. I've yet to find something that... So it's a cheddar. Yes, it's a cheddar, and there's basically nothing it doesn't go with. Um, And then I love those fatty sheep's milk aged cheeses from the Pyrenees region, um, Pyrenee Rabi. So those are going to go with almost everything. And then actually, I was thinking, because it's springtime and there's new life, when we're going to be drinking some lighter beers, um, fresh goat cheeses are perfect and amazing. So anything from like the Loire Valley, those are going to be awesome and citrusy and perfect. Wow, that's awesome. Alex, why don't you pour your, your alt beer? Did you bring one or two different styles? We brought one. We mainly make one type of beer, alt beer. It's been pretty much made the same way since um, the 1800s. Um, right now, our master brewer actually is making some more craft beers that are really interesting but in order to um, maintain the purity laws and everything what they do is they like to age the beers in um, whiskey barrels so we have one that is aged in a scotch barrel and one that's aged in a bourbon barrel as well but they're really limited production our main brew is Fuchsenalt we can't really change the recipe because there's pretty much a fanatical following in Germany for so this Joel, beer. So, Joel, the beer that's getting delivered to Jimmy's number 43 today in Spite and Dival, and what's that? Just the regular Alt? That's the Fuchsian Alt the Fuchsian that he Alt. speaks of. And it's an Alt beer means old beer. It's an old uh, top fermented style in Germany. It's a... Uh, Sort of only it's only found in Dusseldorf legally, I think. Alex, is that correct? Yes, yes, yeah. it is actually. So it's a style that survived the Lager Revolution of the 1800s, and it's a an ale that they say maybe the oldest continuous style being brewed anywhere in the world. As a matter of fact, great. Why don't you guys pour that, and we'll introduce our other guests. Glad. So we have Phoebe Connell. I've been I've been practicing everybody's names today. It's like Phoebe, Lauren, Chris, Alex. Right. Phoebe Connell, you're the owner of the new Lois yeah. Bar in East Village. Yeah. And you're also managing at ABC Beer, Beer Company. Yeah. We love Zach Mack. He's been on the show I mean. a lot. So tell us a little bit about how you got started working with cheese and beer. Yeah, so um, I, uh, like Lauren, did um, the food studies um, master's program at NYU. So while I was there, um, I became a monger. So I've been a monger for... Um, many years, and um, <clears throat> I began working at ABC Beer. Uh, they have a small cheese case, so basically working with exactly what we're doing today, um, 
pairing so beers. ABC Beer Company is a, it's a special place, right? It's it's the most You've special got, place. It's the most wonderful. Beers on premise. You can take beers to go. You get cheese. Yeah. So food. so like um, twelve draft Avenue lines. C, East Village. Avenue C between sixth and seventh. You've got twelve beers on draft to stay. Um, fridges full of domestic and imports, like three hundred ish to go. Um, wonderful cheeses, cheeses to stay, cheeses to go, people who are very knowledgeable about all of those things, some good food, good place, good vibe. And at a- I know you opened Lois, but at ABC yeah. Beer, h- how do people order cheese in inside the bar? So you can either um, – you can go through and um, do it Lauren's way, which is to find a cheese that you that you totally dig and then find a beer that goes with it. Or you can order beer and you know ask your bartender or your monger um, what goes with it. We do cheese plates there, but you can also just grab like a quarter pound or a third pound or whatever to go. Um, <clears throat> so you know we got we got basically all your all your bases covered. If you want to hang out and eat and drink, you can do that. Or if you want to go and eat and drink, you can do that. And what are some cheeses that if I went over to ABC Beer tonight, which I might do, you should to see Zach You'd, Mac. Oh, he's what, in Spain. What, what cheese? Oh, too bad. I'm not going there. I'm going to go to no, Lois no. Bar. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What, okay, at Lois Bar, you're right next door. Yeah, yeah, right next door. Just opened on Monday publicly. And do you um, have cheese there too? Well, obviously. Come on. <laughs> nothing's obvious, right? Joel, Joel knows nothing's obvious. No, nothing. Never, never. Yeah. Uh, so Lois is um, Lois's wines on draft, and that's my business partner Nora is sort of. The, the wine expert um, and then we do some cheeses um, some small plates some good food but um, but like if you were to go to ABC Beer tonight which you still should even though Zach's in Spain um, <laughs> um, you should definitely definitely eat um, some Lamuse Gouda which is um, an aged Gouda from the Netherlands aged by um, a wonderful woman named Betty Coster and it is like the perfect thing that goes with beer it's like Butterscotchy and crunchy and um, creamy and um, is it crystally? Yeah, it's got Ooh, that like crystalline texture yeah. and it's just like it is. It was like made to go with beer. May so I, like may, that's Jimmy, really may I cut in on, on the Gouda note right here? I spoke with uh, one of our guys from Fuction. You made when I found out that this was a cheese show in addition to a Fuction show, and he said the traditional cheese snack to be drunk with this in Dusseldorf is called a half a chicken. It's a chunk of Gouda put on a half a piece of white bread in Dusseldorf, as a matter of fact. Sounds delicious. So if you have that here. Simple and Dutch Gouda, in fact. Perfect. They're very rustic over there. What do they call it again? Half a chicken. Half a chicken. I don't know know what that means exactly, but who cares? It probably tastes fine. Why do I think Lauren must know what it means? Uh, I don't, but I can tell you that over there they probably pronounce it Hauda. Hauda. (laughs) <laughs> well, in German, who knows what they say? You know? Yeah, who knows? Those Germans. Well, that, that was, my question was going to be what? So now we're drinking the the Alt beers. Oh yes, pronounce right. it again because I, I think there's a dirty pronunciation to it. Oh, Fuchsin Alt. Yeah, yeah. Fuchsin. <laughs> they play on the, they play on this dirty word Fuchsin in their advertising. In the, yeah, in their advertising. It's a, but it means little fox. Fuchsin is little fox. Yeah. So let's just just tell us about this beer because it's it's nice. It's malty. Well, it's, it's one well, of those rare. Alt, uh, I'm sorry, Alex. This brewery you, is yeah. called uh, Fuchsin Alt. Uh, because it, before they had uh, street civic numbers on the, on the street, people would meet up at the little fox, which is a little statue that was above the door. And so, and we're talking about the 1600s. So the same brewery has been there forever, and um, since the 1800s, it uh, it became Fuchsian Alt beer, and it's the same recipe we enjoy today. It is uh, like uh, like Joel said, it's a top fermented beer. 
which is uh, common for the for the area. It's uh, similar to a Kolsch, but we use uh, different malts. And um, so it's going to be very malt forward. It's not going to be hoppy and very smooth, easy to drink. Um, I would say it's, it is hoppy there, Alex. A little bit, a little bit. Well, I mean, it's balanced. It's a German thing. It's balanced. It's not powerful, overpowering of any flavor. It's a perfect balance of yeah, lots yeah. of malt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then so th- the question I was going to ask is what beer, what cheese would you pair with this beer? <laughs> Well, you, you said the the howda. What what what, what else would you cheese pair? would I pair with this beer? Yeah. Um, I don't know. The gouda sounded really good. I probably would go for something that is very stinky and robust. Uh, maybe a taleggio. I don't know if that's maybe it has to do with my being Italian, but I just the creaminess of it, the stinkiness of it. I think would be balanced out with this uh, with this kind of beer. And here's Chris George's yeah, cheese got, journey. Actually, right? I think because it reminds me a lot of um, these alt beers remind me a lot of the British exactly kind sir. of bitters and so exactly. Like exactly Northern European things. So actually, a traditional British like a, a, a Lancashire a Caerphilly, a cheddar that kind of thing went really well with this sort of thing because okay. you've got the acidity of the cheese and the sweetness, a kind of sweet maltiness of the beer. I think it's really yeah, really quaffable session beers. I'm glad you noticed exactly. it. It's very much like a British bitter yeah. this beer. And what what cheese is this, Lauren? Um, I brought so we're a, chewing on cheese. Yes, a French classic, Tom Cruise. So, yeah, not not a washed rind, so not super funky, but it does have like this nice earthy, musty flavor to it, with a bit of sweetness on that rich cream paste. I'll tell you, we got a lot more to talk about in the show, including we're talking with Chris George about cheese and beer pairings on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Listening to Banjo Picking Man by the Sparrows on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Hey, hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. You know, Jack Inslee is our engineer, and uh, he's been here since I started over five years ago. But he's also a great mix master. And last night we had the Brisket King in New York City, and we had a special mix that, that Jack made last year, and it still sounds good. And uh, thank you, Jack. It's awesome. But um, we've got a special crew out here, HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Check it out. You can, you can be a member. We've got all kinds of great shows. I was on Sharp and Hot today talking about brisket. You know, there's a great cheese show. There's Michael Harlan Turkel's show about cookbook authors and other things, and Kathy Irway. And I love this network. I'm so glad you guys are on. We're trying to do a lot more things this year. We're doing cider shows. We're doing beer and cheese parent shows. And, of course, we'll be talking to great brewers. But right now we're taking the Fushkin Alt Beer. Fuxin. Fuxin. <laughs> from... Uh, 
Dusseldorf. We got Alex and Joel here repping that. And we've got some cheese people. We got Phoebe and Lauren who are our cheese experts and in the house. But our good buddy Chris George, who I know I've met you before. Um, so you've also worked at Beer Table. You're out there, you know, at the forefront of cheese and beer education, aren't you? Yeah. Man? Um, yeah, I also teach at Murray's as well, so that's right at the front of beer and cheese education. Um, I think I, I mean, I, I found like being a cheesemonger for like sixteen years that most people think wine is the thing that goes with cheese. Mm-hmm. It's like the obvious thing; it's the first people think, and also it's red wine is what they're saying. To be to be perfectly honest, red wine is the hardest thing to pair with cheese in the world. It's got tannins; it's it clashes; it's not great. Whereas beer, you got a massive palette of colours, textures, flavours, and it's much more versatile, I think, and also less alcohol. It's cheaper to buy. a a bottle of beer than a bottle of wine. So if you find something doesn't work, you can just open another bottle of beer. If you spend a lot of money on a bottle of wine, you're kind of stuck with that bottle of wine. So I think it's much more versatile just in terms of cost as well. It's much more effective. So let, let's go deep. So you, you, you've worked for Neil's Yard in uh, London. Yeah. And tell us how you got started in the world of cheese. Because that's a pretty, I, it's a well-known I, place. I, I was doing postgraduate studies. I got a part-time job because I like cheese in a cheese shop. And a lot of people seem to start this way in cheese, actually. It seems to be an act. People just seem to migrate there by accident rather than anything else. I got a part-time job over Christmas. Um, after Christmas, they said, do you want to come back at the weekends? I said, yeah. And then I just ended up doing it full-time. And, and, and the good thing about Neil's Yard is it's, it does everything. Maturation, works with farms, wholesale, retail, export. So, and it was, at that point, it was a very small business. It was a, it was a hothouse environment. I learned a lot in a very small amount of time. And then the natural thing from going on from cheeses, any fermented product becomes interesting to you. I mean, I know it's a beer show, but wine, beer, bread even, all these things, which actually complement each other very well, become fascinating. And, and actually, it's funny, I came to beer last in that. In this, I'm English, so I drank a lot of beer when I was very young, but it was an alcohol delivery system. It wasn't Mm, this is tasty. It was like, he got, his growth got stunted. Yeah, exactly. He's about yeah. my height. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah, a little shorter, perhaps. And um, so I probably drank more. Um, but yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, but it wasn't until actually a friend of mine who worked in Neil's Yard came here to set up, some, uh, set up a cheese shop, started drinking American craft beer, came back to London, then set up something called the Colonel Brewery in London. And that was very much a, a craft... Uh, uh, Joel, have you, ha- have you been to the Colonel? In, I've been dying to try when, their beer. When beers. was that uh, established? The Colonel, probably about five years ago, something mm, like that. No, I haven't it, really been around there It's definitely one of the, the English breweries that people tell me about. Yeah, things are changing so quickly everywhere. It's amazing. Beer, you know? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And the thing was, he sort of started brewing right next door to where we were maturing cheese. So it's happening right there. And then as soon as you see somebody doing it, making it for real, then the, the light bulb goes on. So, Chris, let's go back to, to your days in London. Yeah. Let's say you're uh, coming into your shop or I'm going to go next door to the Colonel or something. Let, let's put together a, a small beer and cheese pairing for me. Well, it's funny. Actually, I think I've already been, my thunder's been stolen <laughs> to some degree. To be honest, I always think if you look at a, a, a selection of cheeses, if you want a good cheese board with three cheeses, if you look for three cheeses that look dramatically different, you're going to get three dramatically different flavor profiles. Okay. The only thing that wasn't mentioned, I think, actually for me, was a blue cheese. And actually, blue cheese is something that does pair very well, but it needs sugar. So things like, if you want an absolute hit, a barley wine, an English, bar- an English barley wine particularly, I think, because the, the American barley wines are much more heavily hopped, and an English barley wine, less hopped, that sugar and the salt, et cetera, in a, in a blue cheese, it's, it's a no-brainer. It beats port, it beats you know, any of the classic co- uh, combinations. Yeah, and I think it's worth saying, too, so many people are like, oh, I hate blue cheese, and if you have it with a nice stout beer... It'll change their mind forever. You mean like this one we have here? This exactly. Wow. From Scandinavia? What a... Coincidentally, wow. thank Coincidentally. you. Finland. What are the odds of that? <laughs> Do you import that one too? No, no, oh. no. No, it's not good enough for us, Jimmy. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
I'm just kidding. That's what I always want to know. I always want to know how you pick your beers because this all beer, I mean, you don't have another all beer, do you? Nobody does, actually, Jimmy. You should mention it. You've had Uriga. Which is, which is barely imported. They don't bring much in. I don't think they want to send any beer. I think um, Fiction is, is a rare... These places are tiny in, in Dusseldorf, and Fiction decided, okay, we're going to send some beer. We've been begging them for years. Well, and beer, It's very rare. Beer culture, I think, in Germany, um, not, you know, not the mass-produced beer, but is oftentimes um, very regional. So I think a lot of people, even within Germany, don't really know too much about alt beer. And that's because you'll find that restaurants and bars will carry one type of the local beer, and they're going to stick with their guns. Old school. Yeah, they're going to keep it old school. And that's why I think has stunted a lot of the export of alt beer is that the production is very small in a lot of these places because they're really old microbrews. And uh, people really want, want to drink them at home. That's I'll tell you, talk, talk about uh, awesome beer and cheese pairings. So there's a blue cheese you just gave me. It's on my finger. I'm going to lick it. <laughs> wow. With this uh, finished porter, Cinderbrook porter, what is this cheese? This is an amazing pairing. Yeah. So I think I want Phoebe to talk about this because she actually brought it. And it's Irish. Oh, I boy. Mean, it St. Is, Patty's it Day. Is, it is St. Patrick's Day. We're getting working okay. up to something. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so this is, a, this is a beer that I brought over from ABC Beer Co. Um, this is Cashel Blue. Um, <clears throat> so this is a cow's milk blue cheese um, that's made sort of right kind of in the center of Ireland. Um, and they're really one of the first people who started making cheese in Ireland, and they basically saw that there were no Irish blue cheese and decided to um, fill that gap. And so this this one's, like, a little bit sweet. It's pretty salty. It's got a lot going on. It's got, like, a very nice, like, sweet cream buttery texture um, that with, yeah, with this porter just, just really, like, balances out. It's, like, very de- it's a very decadent pairing. May I ask a question? I'm not a, a beer cheese expert. If this is salty and the beer has a little bit of a salty taste, is that a good thing? So, Or is that too much salt? When you're talking about pairing, you can go two ways. You can pair like with like, or you can pair different with like. So with this, you're actually getting kind of both of those things. I, I noticed that, too, that this beer this beer does have kind of this like salty undertone to mm-hmm. it. Like almost, yeah. Um, so, so it kind of like balances out a little bit. Um, and it, it's picking up the salt from both... Um, from like both the cheese and the beer, and it's um, and it's like balancing it and making it kind of like a deeper pairing. I think it's almost like a almost like a soy sauce flavor you get yeah. from this beer, which yeah. I really like the umami thing, and that's that's the salty part of it. So it's kind of salty, but it's kind of a subtle saltiness, mm-hmm. which I really like. And it's, it's one of the things I like about this beer actually is that mm-hmm. kind of umami. Taste. But but in general, because uh, it seems like some people think it should be the opposite pairing, and sometimes it seems like the same thing, and it can be both. But. Uh, it's hard to tell which is the best choice sometimes, right? I mean, the opposite or the total similarity, right? Really, what you're looking for is like levels. So, like, yeah. you don't want a, you don't want to pair anything. And actually, this is why one of, one of the reasons why wine can be really tough to pair with cheese is that either the cheese overpowers the wine and you only really get one thing, or the wine overpowers the cheese and you only get one thing. Um, so, really, no matter whether you're talking something like super similar or really different. What you want is to basically meet the levels so that you're getting a deeper flavor on both of the things that you're trying rather than just one. Because a lot of times it kills it, yeah. It could totally kill it. Laura? Oh, I was going to say, and I liked what Chris said about beer because I totally agree. And you can buy smaller bottles because typically when my nerd food friends get together and we try a bunch of things... We know that a lot of things aren't <laughs> they aren't gonna they aren't gonna go together the way that you think. 
And then sometimes you're totally surprised. So if you buy a lot of little things in smaller portions, then you're not spending $50 on a beautiful Barolo that mm. sucks with your cheese. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, Chris, tell us more about what you're doing, like this cheese journey thing. Oh, it's a cheese tourism business, basically. It's, uh, we, uh, I was approached by a lady called um, Anna Jewell, who's on um, Cutting the Curve next week, actually, with her two daughters, who are both in cheese as well. Uh, who worked for Neil Jarn, in fact. That's how I got in touch with her. And it was just, uh, there's lots of tourism around beer and, and, and wine and so forth, but actually cheese is just as interesting. And it's also located in some of the most beautiful parts of the world as well. So we just thought if we could offer the opportunity to people to go and visit those places, then what a great thing to do. I mean, initially in Europe, but also we're looking at going to Oregon, because Oregon's got great wine, great beer, and great cheese. It's a really beautiful part of the world. So, so, give, so. give us like a typical tour. Um, okay, well, the first one we ever did, we went, it was in England, just because I had the contact, so it made sense. We went to, um, first off, we went to Somerset, and we stayed at, um, at Montgomery's Cheddar. If anybody knows anything about cheddar, that's like the pinnacle of cheddar. So Jamie Montgomery, I know very well, we stayed at his manor house, basically, on a hill in uh, Somerset for, for several days. And from there, we used that as a base to visit lots of uh, producers around Somerset. The thing is about doing a journey is sometimes these places are quite disparate. The good thing about Somerset in England is lots of cheesemakers in a very small area. And after that, we went back to London, uh, did a tour of Neil's Yard, did some great sort of cheese stuff there. So that was, that was that in a, nu- a very small nutshell. That's kind of what we did. But we're looking to do stuff in uh, France where we do Savoie, Jura, Alsace, because, again, they're quite close together. Um, and also we're looking at other options. Actually, uh, you, met, you mentioned um, Betty from Lamuse, so she wants us to do one in Holland as well, the Gouda, uh, Gouda Matura. Um, so, yeah, basically we're just trying to take people to farms and production areas um, that, that, that otherwise they wouldn't get an opportunity to visit. All right. Well, cheers, guys. This is a very yeah. tasty show. Sure I like right. the, the casual blue a lot. A lot, Phoebe. And then for these guys, so Joel and Alex, you guys are selling a beer, alt beer. Nobody really knows what it is. And I've got the style. I like the style. Including the Germans. Now, how, let's say you go to uh, Phoebe's new place or ABC, Lois or ABC Beer Company where they're selling beer. How do you go in and how do you sell a, a beer that nobody knows about? Well, I'd probably start by talking about the history, the rich history and tradition of the beer itself. I would definitely note that there's a lot of hints of bread in this beer and that bread and cheese obviously go to well together. So um, I would probably try and try different cheeses while consuming our alt beer until we find the perfect pairing. Or unless They used to say about wine salesmen that cheese was your friend because anything tasted good with the cheese and like apples were your enemy. So you, you seem to know that, right? If, <laughs> you figure if you just have some cheese and I'm drinking your beer, it's going to taste good. Uh, yeah, well, I've heard that about fennel too. Fennel, if you, you can, <laughs> yeah. the opposite, if with fennel, make any wine taste good and you can get away with a cheaper bottle of wine if you serve fennel. And but. Joel, what about you? Besides freaking people out. Buddy. I was going to say I would just sort of strong arm them into buying. That's what I'm saying. Know, something like that. <laughs> I mean, he's all artsy. He's from California, but no, this is New York, Jimmy. Come on, buy that, buy that stuff. Okay, I will. No, but and that's know, what I did. You told me to. You said you, you got a special keg of alt beer coming, and I bought it. Well, the thing is, the, there's no alt beer in America, and people make alt beer in America. But this is the real stuff, and I think anybody will agree that this this stuff is great, and it's a piece of history, and and it, it's it's cool. Nobody knows what alt beer is, and I think it's going to start taking off. And it's really fun beer to drink, and it comes in a special little glass. You chug it really fast, and you go crazy. So they do in Dusseldorf. They just oh, party yeah. their ass off. And, oh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, definitely a session beer. Did any of you bring a, another cheese that you think would be a good, a good pair for the alt beer? 
And what, and what is that, Lauren? We drank all the alt beer, Jimmy. Well, we have to well, pair. We have to pair with the memory of an old beer. Memory. So also, uh, should have brought more than two bottles. Come I on. know it's we, really rare. We haven't talked about this style yet, but um, I brought a washed rind cheese, also from Ireland, called Gabine. And washed rind cheeses are actually, in many cases, washed with beer. Um, they come from a Trappist tradition, so monks like to do that uh, when they were making their beer. No one actually knows how this happened, but at some point they started. <laughs> rubbing their cheese with beer. Oh boy! Yeah, weird. Jimmy's <laughs> hands. <It's> just... <laughs> Let's take yeah. a break here, maybe Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the result is delicious, um, and it—I think it'll go with the beer really well. All right. Well, let's taste that. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. L. Knife & Son acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education on all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the 14 counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We have a special show. It's actually St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 2015. And... Um, you know, for a long time, we didn't really have Irish beer to drink on St. Patrick's Day. But Phoebe, you did bring something in, and it's going to be a first for me. I've, I've had some of the Irish craft ciders, and I've had Irish whiskeys, but I haven't had the, this particular Irish beer. So what, what is it? Yeah, so this is this is um, a beer from the White Hag. So the Irish craft beer industry is super, super young. Um, really, within the last, like, five years, um, <clears throat> it's tough to, tough to compete with something as... Uh, as strong as Guinness. Um, so this is this is a brewery that's about a year old. It's called the White Hag. Um, it's from Republic of Ireland, but the northern part, um, just outside of Sligo. And the one that we're opening right now um, is Heather Ale. So it's actually made with, it, rather than using hops as a preservative agent, um, it's, it uses Heather. So it's got this really nice, kind of like funky, weird flavor. Um like good acid, um, just like really great for pairing with with a lot of stuff. We also have the Irish Bog Ale um, here, which is actually one that I haven't tried yet. These guys just came into the U.S. market. I'm chewing the cheese. Like uh, <laughs> like five months ago, something like that. Um, and they're making just like incredibly, incredibly well crafted beer. So it's part of your studies. You, you you studied some Irish products. I did. I did. Yeah, I did. Um, my my sort of final um, master's thesis work uh, for my food studies um, degree on 
um, Irish beer, and then also Irish cheese. Well, that's exciting. And I was talking to Maggie earlier this week, and we're definitely going to plan for the spring an, an Irish craft show. Yeah, so we're going to have There's some a lot fun. of good stuff there. So this is this is a, we've had I've had beers with Heather before. Uh, there's a Scottish brewer, Williams Brothers. They have the Fruick, which is a Heather beer. Um, what's the cheese? That, so this is the cheese you brought up for the alt beer, but it goes well with this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the Gabine. So you get like those lovely rich cow's milk. And this is actually not super funky. Um, it's pretty mild, actually, for a wash rind style. But I actually, I don't mind that in this style of cheese. And I think it, it does, it goes well with most beer, I would say. I wouldn't know I ate the whole thing. Can I have some more of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. Actually, I think that um, wash rinds, because they can be quite, they can be quite a range of flavors. It can be like the smelliest cheese in the world, mm-hmm. or they can have subtlety like this. And actually, this is quite young, I think. So it's got a, bit, a little bit of acidity. And I think there's some, acid, some acidity in that beer as well, mm-hmm. bit, which I think if this was any older, it might clash a bit. But I think that I the acidity works with the acidity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to be careful about bitterness in wash rinds, which, to your point earlier about salty and salty, yep. sometimes you don't want bitter and bitter because it ends up tasting pretty roasty. So these two seem like opposites. Yeah, I mean, I would say that it's pretty creamy, um, a little tangy, slightly buttery, and it's. I think it's nice with the beer. Which yeah, is, no, I like it. So, so Phoebe, at ABC Beer Company, do, do you have these Irish beers? We do. So these are these bottles are from ABC Beer. I am so out of touch. I, other than God. the, there's only there's the Porterhouse, which those guys own, uh, and Francis Tavern downtown. Haven't really had any other. Irish craft beers. Yeah, so um, so again, these guys just came in. Um, it's um, it's tough for um, for small breweries in, in Ireland. They um, it's a market that um, the their entire distribution system is really um, stacked towards bigger producers. For example, you would own a line in a bar, and like Guinness, Tide lines, like yeah, like Guinness yeah. sends in their dudes to to clean that line. Um, so it's really hard for for younger breweries. So on the plus side, for like new breweries, they all have to bottle. So it's like huge import, it's huge inputs. Um, but they all have to bottle in order to get into pubs. Um, but on the um, we can say then we can really toast to St. Patrick's Day. We're drinking yeah, Irish for beer, sure, right? And it's not Guinness. So. I'm like a good, yeah. A really I feel good, good about it. Yeah. I like Guinness, Jimmy. Good. <laughs> it's not your show. <laughs> <laughs> Joel's my buddy. You've been on quite a few shows with us. There was Maybe one time too many, it was too many, obviously. After the South African World Cup, he and his brothers came in with the Vavuzelas. Remember those things? I, I don't remember anything about yeah, it. Yeah, no. and that was that was actually a fun show, and I hated it at the time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we always have great – I appreciate the, the, the range of uh, brewers that you represent, Joel. You know, I mean, I did not expect you to have a, an all-beer. You know? Well, no, one, no one expected an all-beer, and people have been waiting for it, and here it is, so – Everyone, I, I everyone love, should I buy I love it. the range of, of German beers. At the same time, yeah. I love that you brought these Irish beers in. Yeah, um, really nice stuff. It's good stuff. It is. So we can, we can toast. Cheers to St. Patrick's. Yeah. Cheers. So Cheers. it was Italian. Yeah. It was. It's true. He was an Italian monk. Save the Irish. I don't understand. How did that work? Wow. i got a question about... Uh, well, it's, it's interesting because I noticed this in uh, certainly the United States that the hop has been king for so long. And this is a malt-driven beer. Do you, how... So that's, hey, all, that's, I'm all for it myself. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think subtlety is a great thing. I think that the, the, 
You must be European, my the, friend. The hop race and the alcohol race has gone as far as it should go, and I think there's something to be said for subtlety, and I think actually the, they pair better with food generally. Than, um, a double IPA is a hard thing to pair with anything, I have to say, in terms of food, but this is much more versatile than like your, your alt beer. So do you find that something that you have to kind of fight against that? Oh, and uh, since we're import, we deal with some American beers too, but as importers, you know, it's very trendy now to like the hoppy people associate hops with the american hop taste and they think if you get a really hoppy german beer they think that's not hoppy but that's just a different kind of hop so it has to do with the quality of hop the german hops are more subtle and flowery the americans are more citrusy and so people associate the word hop with that taste but it there's a lot of hop taste and i, I think it's coming around i think it's all good you know extreme hops are good for some people and i think it's coming around now people are looking for a little more subtlety and balance which i think the germans embody in general no matter what they're making. Chris, so you also teach uh, cheese classes at Marty's Cheese. Yeah, well, beer and cheese, a do, bit of both. Do you yeah. teach a typical like intro beer and cheese pairing? Uh, well, they do a cheese one-on-one there, but in terms of beer, I, I come up with different topics. To be perfectly honest with you, every single class tends to cover the same kind of things. It doesn't matter what the topic is. You, you tend to cover the same ground. Um, I mean, for me, with a beer, very simplistically, I think that you have this, this hops, there's yeast, and there's mold. And, and beers tend to be sort of yeast dominant, hop dominant, you know, etc. I think the thing about Northern European beers is they tend to be more in balance. So not one thing tends to dominate. I think that's what's interesting. I think I think the, the, the American palates are used to like that massive hop kick, that it's getting them around to that idea that one thing can be, you know, more subdued. And it's almost like a recording studio. You've got like three dials and how you tune your kind of your, your, your sound studio. Like let's tone that down a bit, tan this up a bit. And I think people are coming in now to certainly beer table and, and you know, in Grand Central uh, and asking for more sour beers. That's interesting about that first beer I tried. That, that's something that pe- people are really coming on to. And the number of people who say, I don't like hoppy beer. And I think what they mean is they don't like bitter beer. Is I think what that, they mean is they don't like yeah. American hop taste yeah, too much, too much. Well, that's yeah. citrus, fruit kind yeah, of driven thing. Yeah. But also that massive bitterness as well is something that puts yeah. people off. So. Yeah. That's often overdone. Excuse me, Alex? I find that hops uh, and microbrews and craft brews in the United States are a little overdone a lot of times. And um, I know that the uh, the craft brewery scene in the United States is, you know, up and coming and it's pretty new still. But um, the beauty, I think, of alt beer is that it's so easy to drink and so palatable that you can really keep drinking them without having a sour beer face. But but this this sour beer from Ireland, which they've poured for us, is is equally drinkable. Yeah. Despite being sa- sour. people Some people yeah. think, oh, sour is overwhelming, but it's not... It's it just it has to be the balance and has to be a pleasant taste, not just a punch in the face. That's I think true. it's that's what it comes Phoebe, down to. What is this? It's the White Hag Irish Bog. So so the the slightly sour one is the White Hag um, Heather Ale, and then the slightly more um, like malty kind of sweeter one is the Irish Bog Ale. Um, <clears throat> so again, the Heather one doesn't use any hops. Um, it uses. Um, Heather is this preservative agent, and yeah, it's got it's got just like that hint of sourness. And I would say, I mean, definitely from the perspective of talking to people all day about what they want in their beer and you know what they're looking for, um, we've had way more people come in looking for not even sour beers, but just things that have a little bit more balance. You know, those like super in your face sour gozes are, are really nice in the summer, but we found that they that there are a lot of people who it just it just doesn't appeal to as much but some of the stuff that's using wild yeast like wild beer um out of uh, actually out of somerset yeah, yeah. um which we this, visited on our last journey in fact yeah, yeah i yeah. mean the stuff that they're making is just so um 
it's it's so much more subtle with with um, this you know the sort of wild yeast that they're using, um, and it's it's we found that it's it really does appeal to um, to beer drinkers. All right, well, cheers to you guys. All right. Cheers. Cheers. All right, and then we get, we're filming a Kickstarter too. I think there's a lot of things going on at Heritage Radio Network today. Alex, tell me more about your tour. So you're you're selling beer across America. Yeah. Where, where are some of the places that you, you've been to recently? Uh, well, you know, it's been a lot of fun because we're doing a um, an East Coast tour right now. We uh, went to places like Church Key in uh, Washington D.C., and uh, they have more taps than I think I've ever seen anywhere. And uh, watching people. Repeatedly ordering the Fuchsian Alt was really, really uh, pleasant experience for me. Um, we also went to uh, uh, Browry Smiths, which is really excellent in Philadelphia. We um, we had a really, really warm welcome there. People love the beer, and it looks like they're going to be uh, they're going to be consuming quite a bit of it. I think at our launch party, even though there really weren't too many people there that were for specifically the beer we ended up consuming it something like six kegs of it and uh i think everybody was really happy yeah that's one word for it yeah <laughs> what's that chris yeah. that's one word for it oh uh, yeah. yeah happy <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 very happy no, i love the english guys that little quip was so interesting <laughs> say it again man that's one word for it wow <laughs> <laughs> what's the alcohol on that beer out of interest that you didn't mm. mention it's 4.8 4.8 mm-hmm. which yeah which is what we call a session beer in england in fact that's quite yeah. a big thing and i think that's it's funny i think about americans have gone in the last 30 40 years from basically such light flavorless beer to wanting these imperial stouts and imperial um oh, ipas yeah. and actually something in the middle is is perfect and it's still so much more so much more flavorful than, than what was here previously well, when, while i visited the brewery in dusseldorf i found that it's a session beer whether you like it or not the the, the servers will bring keep bringing beer you have to beg them to stop and they'll mark on on your coaster how many you've had and until until you tell them to stop, they'll still bring another couple and drink a couple with you, and then they'll finally let you go. So it's 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 part of the culture there. And like I said, you know, there's people are obsessed with this beer, and that's the only beer you'll find in a lot of the restaurants. So and bars D- Dusseldorf, just tell us about the brewery a little more and what the experience is like if we travel there. Oh no, I strongly recommend checking out this brewery. This brewery has uh, has really remained the same, untouched for the last couple hundred years and it's fascinating because it's all handcrafted all done in-house and um when you go there you realize that the the food that they serve at the restaurant and the beer have kind of come hand in hand and that's why there's little tolerance for variability with the beer the owner of the brewery actually has got a really picky palate and I don't know. I don't know if he's going to enjoy my saying this, but he is not putting up with very much variability. It's a good thing. You want yeah. that. You want that yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's amazing. And what they did is they, when they finally decided to make the beer uh, come out to the states, the master brewer decided to do everything on his own. He doesn't want any of his younger apprentices to work on the beer. In fact, they call the American batches, they call it the troubled child because <laughs> only daddy deals with this is what this is their words. How do they say that in German? I have no idea. You don't know? <laughs> no, I don't know. Dude, I don't know. Some weird, you make it up, Jimmy. Just make it up. Yeah. <laughs> the the Fuchsian child. The Fuchsian child. Yeah, exactly. But for, for, people always think that Germans send the worst beer to the States. This is a case where the Germans are sending the best beer to the States. Well, I don't and know they, if it's the best. I mean, the beer is the same. Well, it's but the same, but they're making, they're order, absolutely sure it's good. You know, in order to make it travel and make it all the way over here and be perfect once it gets here, um, our master brewer is using some of the best lagering tanks. We only have two 
of the old school lagering tanks that are still horizontal, which increases the surface area. And uh, using those and is really, really um, working with the flavor profile to make sure that it doesn't change when it comes out. So there, there is an issue with, with they have to take more care with the beer that they're shipping to America? Well, you know, uh, alt beer is a beer that's meant to be consumed very fresh because it's usually consumed in the brewery. And if you if you were to buy a case of it for your house, a lot of times you'd buy it from the brewery and then return the bottles and oftentimes buy a lot more at that point. But it's 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 part of the culture that, that's there and it's a very, you know, fresh beer. So while I really enjoy the beer, I've nowhere near as attuned as uh, the Peter Koenig, the owner of the brewery, and the brewmaster, Frank, I don't have the affinity that they have. They can tell a beer, you know, by, by looking at it. They can be like, okay, this is off by a little bit, and then they're not having it. That's awesome. We're going to wrap up the show soon. Lauren, any final thoughts, or is there a, a fantasy cheese tour you'd, you'd like to go on? Oh, well, I was telling Chris that I would love to do a cheese journey. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> To where, though? Where would you want to go? Oh, well, um, I was going to say Neil's Yard. I mean, it was sort of mentioned before, but if, if I were telling someone to go into a cheese shop and they had no idea what to buy, literally ask for anything from Neil's Yard. And it's because they source from all of these places in the U.K., where they make amazing cheese and they're really invested in those cheese makers and they're typically like one family i mean who've been making cheese for a while i'll tell you for our listeners in england i do want to go to the colonel which everyone's told me i, I should go to so one day we'll be going to london absolutely yeah. we'll check that out. and phoebe what about for you is there like a fantasy cheese trip you have in mind god like any cheese trip <laughs> like i'm not i'm not kidding like anything that involves cheese and like preferably gotta, gotta tell I'll, me one I'll place. take it oh man um, I guess uh, I guess actually Ireland again. I sort of I sort of did a cursory one, but but I would I would take another one in a second. All right. Well, I'll tell you this. One thing great about this show is we know people are listening from Germany, England, Michigan, Florida, California, and just like the Irish people who left in the 19th century, they've they've our listeners are all over the world. And you know, I'm I'm really proud that Phoebe brought in uh, some new Irish craft beer, the White Hag. Because I haven't, I haven't really had too much uh, Irish craft beer, and we've also been drinking a lot of Irish craft ciders as well as whiskey. So cheers to the Irish people on St. Patrick's Day. Cheers. And um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we've got some, some great events happening this week. You can check out the Fuchsin Al oh, Beer. Oh. Fight and Dive with Jimmy's number. Where else are you going to be Fuchsin. in New York City, guys? Anywhere else where I can get the alt beer? Well, tomorrow it's going to be a, a, sp- a spite and dive. And your and your what's that? Your Twitter bar yeah. called again, Jimmy? F- Fuchsin's Some, Jimmy's number forty three. It's, it's under. It's under <laughs> yeah. Is my mic even on now, Jimmy? I had to turn you off, Joel. Oh yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Right. Fair enough. All right. So there's a lot going on, and then then also now, Phoebe, one more time. Your new place is my new place is Lois. It's wines on draft. There are beers. There are two beers. beers. Too. Yeah, beers. We, got, we have two CO two lines. Um, Avenue C between sixth and seventh. Go to ABC Beer Co. Drink some beers there. Come to Lois. Drink some wines. Eat cheese. Eat cheese. All of Hang them. out. And then, what? <laughs> then what do you do? And Lauren, Cheese Rank, your, is it a website or a magazine? It is a website, www.cheeserank.com. Please email me if you ever have any cheese needs. Lauren at cheeserank.com. I have There's one like right a 40-year-old man named Mike in like Chicago that emails me sometimes. So feel yep. free. What's your official <laughs> title? 
editor in cheese. Love that. Ooh, very <laughs> cute. And then Mr. Cheese George, Chris George. Cheese George. Like tell that. us about your yeah, Cheese George. What anything going on with your you know Cheese Journey? Well, we journey? got Cheese Journeys. We're planning stuff to Oregon. We've got stuff in France. We're we're thinking about going to like uh, Northern Italy as well. So yeah, we're expanding our ideas and, and hopefully maybe what we can catch up. Murray's Cheese giving a course. Yeah, next week we're doing a course All on right. uh, Belgian yeast. In fact, Belgian Ooh. yeast and beans. Well, we tackled so this. It was it was a good day. We had beer and cheese talk and uh, St. Patrick's Day. Cheers, everybody. Like to thank our sponsors at Union Beer Distributors who've helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Thanks to Phoebe, Lauren, Chris, Joel, and Alex for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Maggie Seiden and Justin Kennedy. Cheers to him. We just had a little baby girl the other day. And our engineer, Jack Inslee. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Woo! Yeah. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.